And I've been grinding so long. Tell me how do I keep going if they ain't hearing my songs? Please believe in my words when I say that I'm right in my wrongs. I don't know how many I'm sorry's I can put in a song. Fuck your work, you won't buy my shirts. You can lean on me when you're at your worst. I'ma rhyme these words till I'm in that hearse. If you want greatness, then within your search. If you're scared, go and find a church. It's easy to see it was made for this. From the empty crowds on the stage of spit. Just to show y'all niggas what greatness is. In this music, I grab a mic and I ooze it. I know I was destined for this life. I didn't choose it. Cause God gave me the strength to get through it. When it was just a dream. Hey. Just a moment ago. What, 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 what? I was up so high, looking down at the sky. Don't let me fall. I was shooting for stars on a Saturday night. They say what goes up? Must come down, but don't let me fall. Don't let me what? Don't let me fall. Don't, don't, don't let me fall. Don't, don't. They say what goes up must come down, but don't let me fall. Please let me fall. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's the well-spoken token coming at you again with another episode i'm here with my brother what's up bro yeah what up bro what's happening guys that was my uh a good uh friend of the pod that's uh noise n-o-y-z check him out on spotify he also follows follow us us on instagram he's also there as uh n-o-y-z you can check him out there as well uh he is an artist uh he's pretty cool he's, i think he's out of portland oregon uh, last time i checked there uh but either way uh we kind of been corresponding I, I went through checked out his music and stuff like that i really messed with that that is actually a cover of that bob song uh but i really enjoyed the verse there i was like kind of i dig that and like i told you guys all the time and i'll let you guys know i like to listen to people that follows me's uh music and go through and see what i, I kind of mess with what i kind of like what i've what I've, I'm digging into over the course of a week or something and uh, really get into it and, and, and try to drop it, at least in the intro of the uh, of the podcast, just to kind of show some support and some love for the fact that not only do you follow me, but also that you make dope ass music. So I appreciate you noise. That's again, that's N O Y Z for following the well-spoken token and also making dope shit. Uh, I appreciate that cover. I'm a dude that actually played a lot of cover music. Uh, over the course of my life, I, I did a lot of cover songs as well as many originals with a, a good buddy of mine. And so when I listen to somebody uh, interpret another artist's music and put some shit out there just to enjoy themselves and have a good time and just, you know, like put their message out there using another person's medium. I think that's dope. I think that's actually hip hop in itself. That's why samples exist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, um, That was actually one of my favorite uh, albums, like in 2009, I think, The Adventures of Bobby Ray. Hell like yeah. I used to listen to that thing like nonstop. That was like walking to school days, dog. Yeah, yeah. Back when I used to walk to school, it was 2010. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It was really good. I used to just like you said, we used to do covers and shit of uh, a couple of songs on there. Bob was one of the more eclectic artists in the hip hop sphere. Especially yeah, that when, allowed you like if you knew four or five chords, you could. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I killed the, the I killed the four or five chord game. Hold on, let me see if I still, if I still got it. <laughs> I think say, oh, oh, wait, wait, he's whipping on the guitar. That's crazy. First time got, ever. Does he still got it? Do I still That's got, crazy. Do I still First fucking... time alive, baby. Yeah, that bitch ain't tuned. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yo, that's crazy. 
So like we've talked about on the podcast before. I was like, we fucked with oh all the way. He's going for it. Yeah, even yeah, in the nope, de- nope. even in the detuned guitar. No good, like, no good. Really? That boy is no bueno. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we used like, to do that a lot. Yeah, we used to do that. Me, what's your name? Uh, we did one with um shit. She's like semi famous. Yeah, now. remember Not famous. Room? No, I mean whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we used to like um Natalia died now. Yeah, we did like a cover of one of the songs, like for like one of the mini concerts. You were yeah. already graduated. Yeah, I was. I was out of there, but I was there. Like yeah. you know, like, we can say her full name because like that's the that's only name she, that we that's have. The only thing. Yeah. Verified on Twitter. Good for her. Absolutely. Damn, blue check mark everything. Shout out to her. I wish, uh, yo, if we still had the soundboard downloaded and shit like that, I hit the applause button. For her. Soundboard was never a good idea. Yeah, it was really not. It was too Joe Button. It was, I was not really yeah. like, yeah, this is a great idea. Nah. I mean, it just didn't represent us. I, uh, one thing I will say is this I don't want people to look thinking I'm a Joe Button clone, you know? Like, look, I'm, I'm not ashamed of my hairline. I keep my shit kind of like. No, nah, nigga, for a minute he was shaving that bitch bald. I was trying to. It was working for you. And then you was just like, no, I don't no, want to let, let it go. I love my life. Kendrick said he's growing his hair out. J. Cole grew his hair out. Chico, Chico Bean grew his hair out. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Chico Bean is? The nah. nigga from fucking Wild Out? Is he Wild Out or is he right, 45 South? South. I'm 85, 85 South. South. I get them niggas wrong with like hey, I, I get them niggas confused with uh if you're from the south nigga, you got a lot of motherfucking south ass highways. Forty five south I know what it means. Going I know Houston. what it means. But I'm thinking I get them confused with eighty eight rising. The um like the people Joji and Rich Rich Brian now. Rich Brian are like a like signed to. Man, Rich Chigga, man. Rich Brian. Yeah, Rich Brian, I guess. Yeah, no, his name is Rich Brian. Yeah, I know he's changed his name to Rich Brian. Because Chig is a terrible term. <laughs> Chig is what? It's a terrible term. You shouldn't use it. <laughs> is it is it a slur? I mean, it's a play on a slur. Is so it's a I wouldn't be cool. It's a play. I wasn't cool. Like, I, I like Rich Brian way more than I like Rich Chigga anyway. So okay. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather deal with it. It is true. Rich Brian, I'm like, ah oh, yeah, that's just like a that's your name. normal hip hop name. Also, buddy. Rich Chigga is just like, bro, come on, man. Reaching. But hey, it got those clicks. I got yeah. That stick got a lot of chick. Got a lot of clicks. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I doubt Rich Brian got a lot of chicks out of that. But I mean, well, maybe. I mean, he's he's Indonesian or some shit. Uh, what the fuck is the? Don't look it up. I don't got time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got time. It's oh, holidays. Like, <laughs> speaking of fucking holidays, man, guys, it's fucking Thanksgiving season, yo. Actually, for us. I'm going to give out the the time frame of this because I've already told you guys I was going to be a little delayed. It's Thanksgiving Eve, actually, technically Thanksgiving for us already at this point when we're recording this. Uh, when we release it, hopefully it's like Thanksgiving for you guys uh, or maybe the day after Thanksgiving. Um, but I just want to let you motherfuckers know that I'm mad thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for this podcast. Like, I'm thankful for God blessing me with the idea to say, yo, I want to, you know, sit down and just like talk for a fucking hour or so with my brothers or, you know, anybody else I find interesting and, uh, you know, see where the fuck this goes and see if people are interested in what the fuck I have to say or the, the lessons that I've learned from other people and, and opportunities to learn from other people that I've learned from and different shit like that. So I'm just like, yeah, mad thankful, you know, huzzah, you know, I, I thank God for traveling grace, you know, making it back and forth between Texas during all this fucking COVID season and shit like that. And I ain't caught no COVID yet. So thank God for that shit. And, uh, you know, uh, my mom's made her way up here and I was like, oh, thanks mom. You 
you know, thank God for blessing my mom to make it all the way up here with no real, you know, trepidations or issues and shit like that. You know, it's not necessarily a prayer, but I just want to let you know. I was like, I'm talking to God saying thank you, you know, on the podcast Wax Live, you know. <clears throat> Yeah, because it's the season. It's the season to be thankful. And yeah, sure, it's got like a dark history and shit like that. But I mean, you know, hey, we use this as an opportunity to gather. But that does not necessarily mean a public service announcement like a motherfucker that the well-spoken token uh, fucking advises that you gather a group of people over 10, over over 6, over 7 with no mask, no protection, no social distancing, nothing like that. We definitely want to let people know to be safe these days. These, this time frame especially now because we seek that closeness as the winter months start creeping in as the leaves start changing we start to uh, seek that comfort of another person's warmth and so as we move into these winter months as we move into these time frames we definitely want to make sure that people are understanding that hey uh COVID-19 is still very real you can still you know people still can die and yes you can beat it but there are precautions that you can take to make sure that you protect your loved ones, protect yourself. So, you know, that's just all we want to let you know is that as you enjoy your Thanksgiving season, and of course, listening to thank the, the well-spoken Tucker podcast, that you continue to be safe, protect your grandparents, protect your fucking kids, protect your wives and fucking shit like that. You know, you know, Thanksgiving. Happy, you know, Thanksgiving. And yeah, shit. man. Way, way to beat a dead fucking horse. <laughs> God damn. That, hey. shit was, that shit was long. Hey, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I hope y'all feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate uh, the brevity of my brother. He's always really uh, quick to knock that shit in the butt. He's like, yo, yo. yo wrap it the fuck up. Get it yo, to the point, nigga. It's fucking Thanksgiving. Cool. They know that. <laughs> but nah. All right. So during Thanksgiving season, uh, like I just mentioned, my mom is up here. Uh, visiting and shit like that. It has been very uh, interesting. I've never lived in a home where it's just like my rules, my place. Kind of. I mean, like, yo, thanks, Virgil, for Mad Yeah, man. Yeah, mad, cool. Mad sponsor. Your point. Me. Your point. <laughs> I need the point. Nigga, we still got shit in the oven. Yeah. Like, come on, oh, yeah, help that's me out. <laughs> but I was just saying it was a very uh, grateful uh, I've never had my uh, mom's in a place where I was like, oh, yeah, this is my rules and shit like that, where I could just tell her, it's like, yo, I don't want to throw this. I, I want to use these garbage bags instead of a trash can. You leave me alone. I don't want to buy a trash can. Yeah, she's you not. Back a, off. Like, yeah, she's not very pleased with the, 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 the garbage lack bags. of a garbage can. <laughs> now, I completely understand uh, her, tri- her, her issue with that. But, hey, at the same time. Fuck it. We've been surviving and sustaining very long without no goddamn garbage can. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I hate to take my grievances out right now, but that's just like a minor thing. I just, uh, for all those people that got family visiting and shit like that, you know, you got parents in your homes and it's your first time in your own spot, but now you're hosting. Hosting Thanksgiving is a fucking stressor, yo. Yeah, for sure. Like, this is a firsty first. Like, yeah. You- yeah, this is the first time I've hosted, like, family for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Usually it's just like friends or some other random. Absolutely. Like nobody's expecting anything from you. Like when it's just your friends, they're just like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's, you. it's friends. Give it like, if you're in a position where you have to celebrate Thanksgiving with your friends, like everybody's just thankful to have somewhere to be. There's no like previous family history that you have to deal with. Anything like that. No uncomfortable conversation that doesn't get brought up like on purpose. Yeah. Like on purpose. <laughs> right? Irony. <laughs> But, you know, shout out to Thanksgiving. I think we beat Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay, so definitely we have, uh, of course, reiterated the fact that it's fucking Thanksgiving. 
I can't help but say that we're thankful for all this shit. Uh, but one person I think that probably is, should be thankful for the year of 2020, uh, making the fucking stallion. Uh, Damn, that's crazy that you would say that after she got shot in the leg. I'm, yeah, so like, mind you, she got shot in the leg. All right. She got shot in the foot. Well, foot. She got yeah. shot in the foot, right? But she's uh, consistently gotten this massive amount of support for from like tons of fucking fans and people saying it's like, yo, you know, we got to support women, black women, especially, uh, we, you know, with people putting in situations and yeah, shit like yeah. that, you know, she's a civilian, blah, 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 yeah, blah. She, we'll yeah. do it. she was very much in the news for a very long time. For sure. And now she has jumped back on into the fucking social media world. The TikToks fucking spear says the sphere, excuse me. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. uh, and fucking taking over with the new challenge. Yeah, she, she's managed to re-leverage her fucking, like the 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 bullshit that's happened in her but life, but it's mostly dudes. Like she somehow like reached out to this dude community. It was just like gay dudes, dancing dudes, dudes that just fucking like to pop their ass for no reason. Shout like, out. Jack Black is even out here just like fucking like he had a WAP thing. I don't know if you've seen it. He's no, I have getting, no interest. He's in getting Jack soaked Black. in a fucking water hose and just like I'm good on Jack Black a getting, tennis court. Like I'm I'm good on Jack Black. Wet Jack Black. <laughs> Wet Jack. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but either way, like she's coming back with a vengeance because her songs are getting like just mad play, and also this fucking WAP shit is getting like all over the place. Blueface's OnlyFans shit is referenced it multiple times. Like it's getting to the point where niggas Instagram influencers are just like, oh, I got the mad wop, you know? And yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's a moment, and it's a moment that people are trying to, you know, capitalize on the best that they can. Yeah, absolutely. Even niggas is like, uh, I don't know if you know. Do you know Black Rambo? You no, watch this fucking Who the fuck is he? <laughs> Black Rambo's a nigga on fucking YouTube. He just shoots guns all day. Cool that's for Black fucking, Rambo. That's his fucking thing. But at one point, he like, he got just got like this fine black chick, and he was like, "Yo, I got that wop. You know, if you show me your wop, I'll show you my wop." He was talking about like a wet ass pistol. I was like, what the fuck is a wet ass pistol? Mm-hmm. Is it a pistol that wet somebody? Like it was like either way. I was just like, damn, this is. Is, this is getting out of hand, Meg. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm I'm more disgusted that acronyms are getting uh, the, uh, the 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 once over. Like, I don't know if you watched the new Kevin Hart special. No, I'm like ahead. as as much as I was looking at that, going, damn, he's got a new special out. I was not impressed by uh, the the last one. one. Yeah, so I, I mean, like, well, so uh, this one's more so the same, not even the same. It's funny, but like it's more of a thing. And I watched it with my girl, so it's always gonna be different. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart does like family date night comedy. So. Oh, so yeah, you can fuck around, sit around with your lady. And be yeah, like, you just, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, but he's got a he's got an acronym joke, and I'm gonna go ahead and spoil <laughs> it because fuck it, where he talks about being a Seinfeld's house and how jealous he was of Seinfeld's ability to host. Oh yeah, yeah, and he he basically came on, like came on. And I'm not trying to redo this nigga's joke, but he basically came on and was like, "Hey, you know, thank you guys so much for coming on. I'm not doing a Jerry Seinfeld accent. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for coming out. You know, and I have something very special for you. And you know, Kevin Hart doing the Kevin Hart shit. He's like, "Oh wow, oh my god, Jerry, thanks so much." And he's like, "You guys know what time it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurry, please." And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have a uh, brick oven pizza. Yeah, brick, <laughs> brick oven pizza. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then they like they all started shouting, chanting bop, which is uh, brick oven pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah brick oven pizza. Bop, 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 bop. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it kind of relates to WAP. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I'd rather have BOP over WAP every day. Every day. Brick oven pizza over. <laughs> Brick oven pizza over. Over one ass pussy every day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on Instagram doing her thing. Uh, you know, the, the Reels app has kind of lended itself to that format. I know that uh, she's got a new challenge. I haven't listened to the album, but I know she's got a new challenge. For uh, the body challenge, and that's like the most annoying song on the fucking planet. Yeah, right no, now. literally, I was just like, "Wow, we got yada yadas on the motherfucker." Not radio, body right? yaddy. <laughs> yada 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 yada. Body like, yada. Yeah. Why didn't I do this? <laughs> right, right. If only it would have been this easy. I'm not saying that like writing the song like body is easy because it's not. No, absolutely not. And it's I think not. that a, a big I, portion of the choreography and things mm-hmm. like that that went into making the video are are dope. And and we're not here to trash no fucking black woman. That's not what we're here for. I was just to of course say not. The song is a I, it, if, if everything was to be forgotten, I would still say the same shit that I'm saying right now. Yeah, absolutely. That body yadi is not the move for me personally. <laughs> But shout out to everybody who found empowerment from it. You know, shout out Especially to all the people. Especially in this, like, time frame in this season and shit like that where motherfuckers are just like, yo, you know, I'm already making content, like, and you know what? This is fun, and that choreography was dope. Yeah. And I'm a dude, I'm a pop my it's ass. If there's one thing things. that I love about TikTok reels, all that stuff, th- this particular format is that it's finally teaching people choreography again. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we haven't had we this haven't. much synced up choreography since the Soldier Boy Brown. came out. Oh yeah! Oh okay, Soldier, Soldier Boy for sure. I mean, if you can think of something in between that time, but before the Soldier Boy, uh, Kane Yang, like, nigga, no. no. <laughs> maybe the Quan, maybe uh, me, oh whipping Yang, yeah, whipping Nene, the Nene, yeah, yeah. That was pre TikTok technically. Yeah. Poor Silento, <laughs> poor poor Silento. Poor Silento's Silento. not doing great. <laughs> he is not 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 nearly as well as Fabo is doing recently. Yeah, so, guys, I've been checking out the fucking eighty five South show a lot. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know what the fuck the eighty five South show is. It's like a bunch of dudes from the uh, Wild and Out show from like way back. A couple dudes who have been selected or have been in the Wild and Out ecosystem yeah like carlos miller chico bean and dc young fly uh you know three young brothers uh essentially decided that yo we've got such a good thing going as far as like just our chemistry on stage we should start our own like show slash podcast slash youtube show and uh it, it's pretty good if you haven't had an opportunity if you like that wild and out style of comedy and shit like that it's, it's worth a check out it's worth a shout out but they recently have fucking fabo on and like i fucking forgot that like Fabo was just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Fabo was a legend. Like in Atlanta for like a very long time. And I was just like, oh wow. He really did do Bet You Can't Do It Like Me. Yeah. And like fucking like Yeah, Fabo was a fucking legend. It, like Snap Music like would not be the same without There would be no fucking Fabo. The, the status and respect of of like Snap Music would not be nearly the same. Yeah. So yeah. Fucking uh I'm personally not a fan of the eighty five South show. Really? Like yeah. at all. Like at all. So like, I think I all understand. three of them. Uh, and I know them niggas might call some hit niggas to kill me. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I am not a fan. Like, them boys are exhausting. They exhaust the fuck I out of me. So I, I watch some of the live shows. I watch clips of the live show and shit like that. And I'd be like, damn. This it's is like crazy. sitting on the I back of the bus like, all the time. All the time. It's like, yo, this is just one part of Wild and Out all the time. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm like, all I'm cool with that for, for small doses. But just a nigga yelling at me the whole fucking time is not the fucking move i'm not with it i'd rather i'd rather listen to bop 
No. And also, like, the fucking sing-alongs. Like, I'm just like, the sing-alongs, the freestyling. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I, is, I get it, DC. It is literally the back of the bus. Like, I get it, all DC, day. Young Fly. You're, you're talented. You're very talented. But at the same time, like, I, again, like, I, I can never sweat a motherfucker for, like, getting out there and, like. Oh, no, that grind is, that grind is fucking happen. unprecedented. And that, that shit, like, again, impresses me. On a on a, a regular and daily basis, and like these are three dudes that are representing out the south. So I really did have to say something. I was like, "Yo, you know what?" As I traveled up eighty five south, you know, to get back up here, I was like, "Yo, you know." That's why I actually downloaded the fucking show in the podcast. I was like, "Yeah," Yo, but is back. it like I, I not to not to shit on fuck? No, no I was like, like "I don't know what the fuck it is." But is it is it a, a show? Is it a show that you would like? consider a podcast or would you call it like one of those neo podcasts that exist today Dep- it depends on like the art like so here's the deal the weirdest thing about it is their interviews depending on the artist and the person are really good i've like, heard they're, they're funny they're they're interesting and so like buster rhymes was on there recently told like a shit ton of really good stories and it was just like the chemistry the the openness that was allowed in that room mm-hmm. was like kind of like a dope. It, it it allowed for Buster to get comfortable and share some shit. Yeah, I, I think that, and not just that, but he like I think that Buster felt like he was able to share some knowledge yeah, with the individual because that room lends itself to like that kind of like transparency. Yeah, and you can kind of joke around with these dudes and also say some serious shit, and also like you know know that you're not like uh, walking away walking away like making it a downer type situation. Yeah, and you don't got to be walking on eggshells because you know at the end of the day like the yeah. audience, the 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 host are going to be able to pick up on whatever goes on because that's kind of their improv comedy yeah. lane. And I think that's really what it is. I think it's because it's improv. I'm just like, "Oh, I'm sick of this. I fucking hate this." <laughs> I can't watch an improv show like yeah. eight times in a fucking row. Something about that improv shit just makes me like sick. But yeah, like with, with shit, like they had currency. Yeah, the on. I was like, this is up. really fucking good. And it had two chains and Fable on. I was like, oh, you know what? There's a lot of like if you into hip hop and especially Atlanta hip hop and stuff like that. Like this is an opportunity to be like, yo, go check that shit yeah. out. Uh, Speaking of Atlanta hip hop, yeah, you know that uh, Jeezy and uh, Gucci did their battle. Yeah, right? that's a, something I was like, I didn't get a chance to watch, but yeah. I was like Dungeons and Dragons and being a nerd, and I really was like, yo, for the culture. Like somebody's gotta watch this. Yeah. No, I, I checked it out. Um as a person who is not from Atlanta, because you know, I'm not from Atlanta, um, I can't speak entirely on it. But um, you know, um you we were aware of the Gucci and Yeah, I was I was perfectly Gucci. aware of all that as a rap fan. Beef. Like, I was we completely aware of, aware of it. But I didn't um like I, I can't give it the same score that somebody who's actually from that region can give it. No, absolutely not. And, and for me, I didn't even get a chance to, like, I heard secondhand of a lot of the actual, like, oh, no, it was hilarious for the tracks and yeah. stuff like that. It was I hilarious. heard, like, Gucci open with a diss. I was like, yeah. damn. Like, Gucci, like, dropped two of his disses in, like, some other shit. But I think that, like, ultimately, like, Jeezy came in, and Jeezy's always been the better, like, songwriter okay. than Gucci, right? I but Gucci. Goddamn, Jeezy about his drink. Yeah, yeah, Jeezy no, no, Jeezy's smoke. Jeezy is that nigga. <laughs> Jeezy, Jeezy is like that nigga. to mix Arvin Hammer with his coat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeezy's damn. that nigga. But fucking Gucci, he came in. I think he's more so like the crowd favorite. So if you're looking at it like, uh, especially in that room, I mean, yeah, it, it was. It if was you look at it from like, a pure presence right? standpoint, Gucci yeah. killed fucking. Yeah, no, that Jeezy. that is something I will agree on. Gucci does have a fucking stage presence, presence, and he always had. But I think that's historical. I yeah. think that niggas that kill people. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Prove uh, I did it. <laughs> niggas that kill people allegedly have this weird charisma because they've stared into that weird abyss. It's just like, you know, <clears throat> Hannibal, the nigga that fucking conquered a good chunk and, and fought the ancient Romans way back in the day. Like, he slaughtered m- hundreds of people, you know, but people rallied around him. Alexander the Great rallied around him. You yeah. Know, just different shit, you know. Malcolm X never had to fucking slay a single person, but he just had that. that yeah, he had that killer charisma. Yeah. And it, it, it's that combo, that combination of things. It was like the ability to like, you know, hey, look, like I will go there if I have to. Yeah. But at the same time, like I prefer I, not I'm to. willing to talk this out. I'm willing to have a conversation. If it gets gritty, it gets gritty. And there's like a certain weird attraction to that. I think that we, we, we touched on that before. It was just like about the fact that like gangster shit, like kind of reaches in and touches people because it's like at the end of the day when pushed to the limit yeah niggas will get there niggas will go there you know which uh leads me to a a kind of a big point now and what i really feel like the meat of the the place where i really wanted to like take this conversation and like end up at it was like have you seen the dave Chappelle unforgiven shit like what do you mean by unforgiven so dave Chappelle dropped a kind of like 18 minute kind of special i guess or at least a recording of a stand-up for like a small crowd it wasn't like a huge thing i didn't the one he did like not the one he did in june no not not for snl because like i think that's the one you were referring to yeah yeah yeah. no no i'm talking about the one that he's uh he's done for the fact that netflix the netflix situation he kind of explains that i don't know Mm -hmm. if you've read any articles about that no i have not okay well let me go and like catch not only you but everybody else up Mm-hmm. So recently, Netflix had like 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 maybe a two three weeks ago, almost a month ago, uh, Netflix announced that uh, they were going to be streaming the Chappelle Show. Uh, Netflix and then like maybe a week later, HBO Max also uh, announced that they would be streaming the uh, Chappelle Show in its entirety uh, on their platforms. Mm-hmm. And when David Chappelle uh, did SNL. Uh, just recently for the election because he's become the new, like, I guess, election speaker because he's done it like twice in a row at this point. I really yeah. hope that, that that's something that continues every four years. That nigga comes I up. hope not. Uh, I don't know. Man. I could do without it. I don't know. Depends. Like, because that was one of the funnier episodes of uh, for SNL sure. for me. And even the one that just came out, like, his monologue was like great, fantastic. Yeah. I, I really but I wouldn't want to do that every four years. We'll see, like, uh, but I can understand, like, uh, for sure, like, it was like, hey, let's change it up, because we want to give other people opportunities and things like that, but mm-hmm. for now, I think that, like, given this time frame, he was the speaker of the, the fucking comedy house, as far as the election and and the general populace went, but yeah. yada yada, he also mentions during this, uh, this SNL uh, monologue that uh, Netflix was streaming um motherfucking Chappelle show yeah and that he wasn't being paid right mm-hmm. and that he would uh that that he contacted Netflix and uh you know he was just basically like hey this makes me feel bad and that that's his his wording and they took it down they actually stopped showing it on the platform because the, you know he said that he, he didn't necessarily feel too good about the fact that they were streaming it and he wasn't getting paid for any of it because and as he explains in the actual special when Dave Chappelle started the Chappelle show you know he was a 28 year old man who had was was an expecting father uh was needing money 
and when they put the contract on the table, they were just like, yo, this is a good contract, yada, yada. And, you know, he signed. And and this kind of progressed into what we kind of know is the legacy of David Chappelle uh, now. And, of course, I'll get to into that in a moment. But during this stand-up, because he, he, does, he does a special on uh, Instagram exclusively because I try to find that bitch on YouTube. And you probably can find it on YouTube somewhere, but it'll take a second. But the yeah. easiest way is to just go follow Dave Chappelle. He got 1.5 million followers in, like, five posts, four posts. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it, it's really easy to know which one he's talking about in this situation. And he posted up just as unforgiven. Mm-hmm. And during that situation, like he opens up just as Dave Chappelle kind of does with stories. You know, he, he gives you just like quick little things about his life uh, or about what's kind of going on. And it gives like, just like the, the best summary or update of his fucking time. Uh, <clears throat> and he tells like a couple stories. Uh, the first one was like a, about like a time when he was like a young man. Cause you know, he started fucking stand up at the age of 14. Yeah. In DC, so, yeah, in, in DC. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm a child," and he he talks about how like he had a joke uh, during about yeah, he he was doing comedy during the fucking AIDS epidemic. <clears throat> so the, during the AIDS epidemic and shit, he was had a joke about a Goodyear condom, like you know the tire company and shit like mm-hmm. that, like an industrial condom, and blah blah blah. And a bunch of com- comedians or comics loved the joke. He had another dude, yeah, you know, a grown ass man, basically was like, "Yo, I, I like the joke. Can I borrow it?" You know, he goes out, does it. He's like, I got an audition. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Goes out, borrows the joke, uh, continues to do the joke. And Dave's confronts him later on, like a few months later. And essentially it was just like, Hey, uh, you know, I, I need my joke back. And old man and the old dude is essentially like, yo, I'll pay you for the joke. And then he's like, no, you know, I need all this material that I can get, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I need a joke back. And then homeboy, like the old man, like stands up full height shows how big he is in comparison to him, right? And says, you know, I could just take it. And he did. He did, in fact, take his joke and yada, yada. He doesn't even mention the the guy's name, just talks about this thing that's burned into his memory as the first time anybody has ever really just, like, kind of, like, intimidated him into releasing something that was his, essentially. Yeah. And so that's what he was kind of likening these situations to every, every story that he told kind of like ended up kind of back at this point. He was even talking about like how later on when he was older, not even much older, but like, uh, he was, uh, he saw a dude set up playing three card money, which is that card game where you find the street, find the queen shit like that. And, uh, you know, he, he goes through, puts his money down, loses his money, figures out that, you know, everybody in the crowd currently are just in on the fucking scam. And it's a scheme that everybody gets paid from. Yeah. Yeah. That he, you know, and he realized that he had gotten fooled, bamboozled and shit. And he told or basically squealed as somebody else was coming up. And, uh, you know, the the fucking dude that was running the three car money table yoked him up. And he was like, you know, it was almost a really bad situation before the dude that yoked him up realized that he was, you know, scared as fuck. And so, you know, he softened up and he told the dude, he's like, yo, never come between a man and his money. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Dave realized, he was like, okay, well, you know, I learned that lesson very young in life. But he was, you know, referring back to, you know, the deal that he made and the position that he's in. And I think that we uh, we can all, like, you know, kind of get behind that time frame. It's like, yo, you know, times are hard. We make decisions based on, you know, hunger, based on, like, you know, 
uh, ill fortune, different shit that's going on in your mm-hmm. life. So when you make these decisions based on these bad times and shit like that, you know, these panic emergency decisions. Yeah, you make a decision in a vacuum. Exactly. It, it doesn't necessarily, you know, look forward into the future right. as to where, how, or how much you're going to struggle. To and it doesn't necessarily like lend itself to like your own future. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's what he was really talking about during that, uh, during the special about how, like when he signed the contracts for Chappelle show, when mm-hmm. he started that and everything, and he really started building it up because, uh, I, I, I was going through and watching a couple of YouTube videos. Cause before I watched the 18 minute special, uh, I was trying to like, you know, kind of give it a good gauge. And there was a motherfucker online that was talking about like why Dave Chappelle was wrong. Uh, for in unforgiven, you know, it was like how you know he signed this deal and they tried to pay him and he walked away and shit like that. And how like Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show wasn't really a good show until like the second season, like it was like until like midway through the second season, it wasn't the best show. I mean, like the first season was good, the second season was even better, and it got good. And when they renegotiated and offered him 50 million dollars, and he walked away and quit. It's like, you know, what the fuck was he expecting? He he signed this contract. And Dave, you know, alliterates of, like, of, of, of the things that, the, or excuse me, the language of his contract, right? Yeah. Talking about like, is like his likeness thereof or intellectual property is like signed over to them in perpetuity uh, in all the universe or some shit like that. And he was just talking about how that, that's mad vague. Mm-hmm. And like, it's essentially, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's really complicated to get to the meat and potatoes of what the fuck that yeah. means. Because all, you know, all plan, all fucking contracts aren't written in plain language. Yeah. They're written in a way that can be vague enough so that you can find a way out of it or your fucking team can find a way to further exploit you if it comes to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I will rebuttal this. I don't think that Dave is right or wrong in this situation um i haven't watched the special but i will go off basically so you know neil brennan the co-writer and like the the second half of the Chappelle show right? yeah like the person that was like there when he won the mark yeah Award. yeah he was the guy who helped him that way you know what yeah. i mean he was the guy who was there during the third season of the Chappelle show when dave wasn't there yeah you know what I mean? The like, Chappelle show is owned by multiple entities, right? But the likeness of the Chappelle show belongs necessarily to Dave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, no, no like, I, I think he was mentioning that, like, Viacom and... Yes, Kong Viacom, yeah. CBS, like, whoever is involved in well, this situation. I think, like, the, his last name, like, the Chappelle show, yes. like, is all tied up in Viacom and things yes. like that. But his likeness, I, I get what you mean, like... The he person, like, Dave he Chappelle. is forever associated with that. Yeah. When you think of Chappelle show, you don't think of Neil Brennan. You don't think of the machine behind Chappelle show. You just think of Chappelle. And I love Chappelle. Like, yeah. he, is, he is one of my... Not North Stars anymore, but like at once upon a time, he was one of my North Stars, right? Yeah. So when when it comes to this situation, right, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared as a creative to let that go. Like when you are a creative and you sell, like even no, no matter what position you're in, mm-hmm. if you signed a contract, you have to honor that contract. Okay. If you sign paperwork or if you agree to something, you have to honor that. You know what I mean? Right. So even in that regard to when he was like asked, like, hey, can I borrow this joke? It's just like, well, before you give your joke away, think about how that's going to affect you in the future. Okay. Before uh, 
you accept the terms and condition of a contract, think about how that's going to affect your future. And I know that nobody thinks about that, especially when you're broke and you're hungry and stuff like that. If you don't have that type of nest egg to fall back on, you're not going to have the ability to say no. You're just going to be like, yes. So to say like Comedy Central or uh, Viacom or whoever like offered him a bad contract is like, like, like I don't even think that's correct. Yeah, because no, I get I get what you mean. Yeah, because like I absolutely like everybody's aware of the situation. Things are put out there. You have the ability to hire uh, lawyers. Not even just uh, the ability to hire lawyers, but like you know, like even though these, these contracts aren't in plain fucking English, mm-hmm. there's enough plain English in there to know what the bottom line of what you're getting. Yeah, you know I mean, like you're going to be able to use this as a platform to create more. We're going to offer you $250 million to do X, Y, and Z in return. Yeah, well, I mean, it, and later, was yeah. it 50 or it was 200? 50. It's 50. Million. I don't remember. But like in the in the back end, that we're going to. Money was like ridiculous. Yes. In the back end, we're going to own this show. Like this is our show. It's not your show. You just operate and control it. Yeah, but once it's done, once you say you're done, this is ours. This is our show. So to say, like, oh, pull this off of Netflix. I don't know the the finer details behind that deal, but you know, like, I was just talking to a friend of mine. Like, they had never seen the Chappelle show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or they're late to the game on the Chappelle show. Now, me, I studied and read the show. Like, I studied and watched the Chappelle show uh, for every day for like months. Yeah, like much of the young childhood was spent not even just like even like like 2015 14 i was watching that bitch like all the fucking time yeah you know what i mean i was studying that bitch so to take that opportunity away from other people because like it's hard to get a hold without like illegal downloading and stuff like that of the Chappelle show on a consistent basis you know what i'm saying so i'm sorry that Chappelle is going through the stuff that he's going through but even if you like watch like neil ben like if you watch listen to whatever to uh neil brennan's uh podcast then you would hear his account of how those fucking events worked out and it was basically like hey we were kind of left assed out when you were like oh my creative process says that i can't do this and that's why i'm just like okay well you know i feel you Chappelle, but it's also like I'm not finna boycott Netflix for this. I'm not finna fucking say Netflix can't do this. Yeah. I'm not even gonna fucking criticize Netflix for this because all they did was take a property that they bought or they had rights to mm-hmm. and put it on their platform. Okay. Well, well, to excuse me, uh, I, and I don't mean to leave you out like without like more information because as you watch the um, mm-hmm. the actual special, there's more revealed over time. But what I will say is this: is that like I I understand that point completely, and I think that that is like kind of where you end up when it comes to signing early like signing shit like I, I've, I've been there where i've signed like bad loans and shit like taking bad loans where i know the interest rate is fucking dumb or mm-hmm. the time frame they're gonna make me pay is retarded just to kind of like make it through whatever i'm going through or whatever issues i'm having mm-hmm. at that time but what it what kind of look what i look at it there is that like yeah he signed this contract and that was like 10 15 years ago well, like 10 over 10 years ago Mm-hmm. I think one, yeah, over ten years ago, uh, when when the Chappelle show was really like getting ready to pop off, and that was before we got to like streaming services as they are now. Right? Okay, and like the way that we kind of handle content and where it goes, right? For Netflix to kind of like stream the show because Viacom offered the rights to the show or, or offered the ability to show the show because Viacom owns Comedy Central. Okay. 
uh, you know, give Netflix the right to show the show. Netflix was like, definitely, you know, we fuck with Chappelle. We want to go ahead and put that, that shit out there. Right. But for Dave, what he said was that he called Netflix, let them know what the situation was. And the fact that he felt like he didn't get paid the mm-hmm. way that he should have. And that like, maybe he could have gotten paid and should, or should have gotten paid at least for what's going on with Netflix. Right. Because the fact that like suddenly his show, right. That had like, as of course been, extremely popular and become like a cult favorite and is, is, is disseminated out to different people through tons of different mediums. Like you, you can buy physical copies of DVDs, okay. pirate them, different like that. But now it, like it's, it's hosted on this hub that people pay for, right? Like Netflix is making money, right? Because they're streaming the show. Okay. But Chappelle's not making any money because he doesn't own How much money is he supposed to make? Well, well, the the thing is, I'm not trying to say that he's... Like, yeah. How much... I'm not trying to chase pockets. What I'm saying is that what, ha- what, what happened was that he reached out to Netflix and just said, hey, you know, I get it that you guys are showing the show. And, like, and, 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 and in a way, like, I don't know, maybe he appreciated that. But it was just like, hey, I'm not getting paid, like, for any of, of that. Like, okay, because of this, like, I'm not getting paid. Uh, or excuse me, because of this it, this contract, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not getting paid for what's happening right now. Okay, and you know, it makes me feel bad. And Netflix took it down, and that's what he was saying. He was like, "I really fuck with Netflix for doing that." When I said, "Hey, I feel bad because I'm not really getting paid for this, and you guys are making money off this, and we have this deal, and we have this negotiation where you uh, we've had this good relationship." I don't know, and and they took it down just out of respect for him. Or out of trying to preserve a possible payday. Yeah, or preserve a possible relationship because, you know, that's motherfucking Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. now, at least. But he mentions that with the HBO Max situation, that before he ever placed the show on Comedy Central, right? Mm-hmm. He pitched the show to HBO Max, to HBO, excuse me. Yeah. Back when, like, because he, he back did. Years and years and years, years ago. Years and years ago. And, and he pitched it to fucking HBO and they were like, what do, you, what do we need you for? Mm-hmm. And they kind of like, sh- you know, shoot his ass out of the fucking room, right? Yeah, or at okay. least that's how he felt. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I, but that's, Yeah, that's I wasn't there. Was but like, also keep in mind, like the person that you were when you were making that deal is not the person that you are now. No, absolutely not. He was a different nigga. Like, yeah. Yo, you were coming so off at the, the time you were you were a nigga who had like a and once again, I love Chappelle. Uh, you were a nigga that had a semi, not even semi, like a, a, a movie that would soon become a cult classic under your belt. A couple of successful like comedy tours and some other stuff. Right. Yeah. but And you're asking was- HBO to take your full show. Yeah, and, and and they said no. They yeah. shushed him out of the room. And he mentions, you know, they could have said, yeah. They no. could have. They could have said, you know, yes, we'll take it. Or no, we won't. But instead they chose, you know, this is like. Yeah, yeah they chose the route that they for, chose. You know, that kind of shit. Now, and in he 2020. felt some type of way about that. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I get it. I get him feeling some type of way about that, giving the time frame. And then like just being able to just show the show that they passed on. Right. You know, ever so long ago. Mm-hmm. Without having to pay him. Yeah, money. okay. So, that, But that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. When you make these shows, when you create these things, and this is the ultimate thing that I want to get across to creatives and anybody else that's like making these things, as an that has nothing, um, when you create these things, right? Yeah. And you then, in turn, pitch these things to people, and the person who chooses to accept your pitch sees it, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to create the most like the 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 deal that's most advantageous to them. You know what I mean? And when you're looking at that amount of money or you're looking at that amount of prestige up front, mm-hmm. 
you don't think about how that's going to affect you later, right? Yeah. So I personally think that Chappelle's show being 14 years old, yeah, 17 years old, really, um, how much, like, I, I don't think you can really squeeze much more money out that. Yeah, I mean, but the networks that own it can because they own it. It's theirs. Your likeness is in it, but it's not yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not siding with the fucking company that created it. I'm I, I'm really just siding on the air of like, hey, man, when you sign something, when you agree to something, that's what you agreed to. And you mm-hmm. pretty much take whatever comes with whatever you agreed to. You know what I mean? I would be salty with HBO. Yeah, I would be salty with uh, Netflix. I would be salty with all those people, but I'd also have to acknowledge, like, I didn't make the deal with Netflix. I didn't make the deal with HBO Max. No, I made, I made that deal with Comedy Central and Viacom, and whatever they became in the future, and whatever I became in the future, you know, are two totally different entities. Yeah. So their current like profit does not come from me today. It comes from them. It comes from me years and years and years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you weren't, if he was asked out financially or if he was asked out like prestigiously or like if his name was not fucking what what do you need? Oh, sorry. I was I was looking at that cheese popcorn. Here, yeah, take it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like an animal. If I was looking at if if I was looking at it from that perspective, yeah, I'd be more upset. But I don't feel like Chappelle really has that position right now, considering everything that he's gotten from the success, the the success of the Chappelle Show, from the exposure of the Chappelle Show, like you know how he leveraged his absence, everything like that. Like he's got so many bags that are solely his. Yeah, that radio music, that radio yeah. music hall. So why do like, you care about what Netflix is doing? Well, other than the fact that you're like your face is on it, but there's also other people attached to it who are also not getting paid that I don't feel like you're advocating for. Okay, I get it. It's just like, are you advocating for Charlie Murphy's estate like that? Yeah, as Donald Rella. Well, I don't know because that, everybody else reason, under everybody else under you seems that, to be cool. The reason I say that it might be a thing is because like, so like Donald Rollins. And uh, Dave Chappelle were both on the Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan Show. podcast, yeah. yeah. And like they've not, it's not the first time that Dave has kind of appeared alongside like Donnell, right? yeah. And I really think that Charlie Murphy, like you know, God rest his soul, and that you know, and and you know, I'm sorry that that he passed. That if he was alive, I think that Dave would be right there next to Charlie as much as possible. Why would you think that when we have a Donnell Rawlings right here? Well, what I'm that saying is you're that, standing, yeah, 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 he's, yeah he's you'd standing have to, right next to. You Donald have a Ross. similar relationship, but are you also advocating for Donnell's shit the same way that you're advocating for your own shit? But I think, are the, you advocating for Neil Brennan's shit the same way that you're advocating for your own shit, or are you just upset that you signed a bad deal, or you signed a deal that wasn't necessarily advantageous for what you felt like you deserved? Because you didn't negotiate based on what you had. Or will have you? Kimmy, you don't. You didn't negotiate based on your future or your legacy. Based you negotiated you based on what now. you had. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, I feel like what you got made you a better person. So why are you tripping? Once again, I want it known. I love Dave Chappelle. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that like criticizing the idea means that you love Dave Chappelle or love the Chappelle Show any less, right? It's just really kind of like kind of seeking out or poking holes in kind of the argument on both sides. Because mm-hmm. for me, with Dave, I'm like, 
I completely agree that now that times have changed, right? And that the same way we have started, well, we, the, the struggle for artists and what counts as a stream and how much that's going back to them and how much they're getting for, you know, the new way that we're producing or not producing, but the new way that we're consuming music, you know, how they're getting this money back for the time and, and artistry that they're putting into things. And so with, with Dave, I'm like, okay, well, 10 years later, you know, streaming services suddenly blow up, right? It's not just DVDs that they're making money off of because whatever, you know, you already expected that. But now suddenly, you know, 2020 during the quarantine where everything's going crazy and you're blowing up, right? You know, through the things that you've kind of put together, right? Because beforehand, you know, you were, okay, it was the Chappelle show, but we already drug your name through the mud. You know, we already said that you were a crack addict. We already said that. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. We already said that, you know, you're just crazy for walking away from this $50 million, right? Because you felt like your creativity was being fucking jeopardized. Mm -hmm. So we drugged that and and we essentially kind of like deaded you for 10 years. Sure. And, And you disappeared. Sure. And then, you know, I guess 10 years, but eight years in, you know, you know, 11 years in, you start doing tours. You start talking about this kind of shit. You start kind of like generating a and buzz. And you flip that narrative. And exactly. And suddenly oh. you've got a deal with a digital service provider like yeah. Netflix. That's a completely different, you know, independent entity from like all the. From all the mainstream cable yeah. situations, yeah, At the time, and so like suddenly now, like you're putting out these specials, and people are giving this recognition, yeah, and you, and, and you get the Mark Twain Award and shit like that, yeah. You I got think, all that. I think that it's kind of a, like a must. Like I, I, well, not for Netflix. Like I feel like when they when they dropped it, they kind of acknowledged what was going on, mm-hmm. um, and that like now, right? Suddenly, that your popularity has jumped, right? Because it's been so long that Chappelle show has been out and, and streaming has been a thing for more than four or five years. Mm-hmm. I would say at least um, that Chappelle show actually makes its way there. Right. But it didn't make its way there by any like hand landed by fucking Dave Chappelle himself. It wasn't Dave Chappelle's idea to get Netflix to ship, like to stream the Chappelle show. Yeah. It was, Viacom Comedy Central because they own the, the show. Chappelle yeah. show. They own Chappelle's show, like the name Chappelle. Okay. Show. Like you can't use that now. Yeah. And so with that, I'm like, okay, well, I completely understand kind of like being upset. And what he was saying in the, like in the uh, special itself was like, yo, I'm not asking you to. Yeah. I, I, so once again, I, I yeah. get that. So where's the complaint? Uh, I, He was like, you know, boycott me until they pay me. He's like, until they pay me. Or, or until they're willing. It sounds like you're trying to get a check. What I'm saying is, yeah. I was, I, I and think, I understand. I, think I, understand. I, think I don't think he should check. get a check, bro. No, I think that he should absolutely get a check. He's like, hey, look. Times he already have got his check. Times have changed. He already got a check. And I think that, the, I think that I, I'm sorry, but perpetuity in all Okay, the I understand, but you already got a check. Doesn't make any sense. You already got a check. You should get another check. Why you should he get another, another check? Because Netflix and HBO and other streaming services want to stream a product that he made. Okay, cool. But you already sold that product. And now the owner of that product has sold it. Or or is choosing to sell it again. Or is choosing to it sell it. It is true. You can't necessarily run up on So it's like, why are you reneging? I sold, I sold your car, right? Yeah. Or if you- I sold you my car, right, in 2005, and now it's a fucking antique and it's worth more money, right? You know, why am I mad that you sold my car for more money? Because that's probably why you bought my shit. True. 
That's probably why you bought my shit. You're hoping that it. And I would have more sympathy if you didn't have more avenues to win. Which he has won. But now you're. He has been winning. Yeah. Like now your name is worth so much more than what they're getting Mm -hmm. for you personally. Why am I going to advocate for you when you could. I don't know. Spit it. But like what. So what if he's not asking for much? Like, mind you, like this what is, is much? this is, this is, is much? completely like because no numbers have been discussed out loud, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is completely speculation. But what if he's asking, like, instead of because, like, mind you, they offered him fifty million for the yeah that, at that time. All right, that's at that time. What if, so like so if he's just asking for like yo, since you're streaming it on Netflix, you're streaming it on Hulu. What if I or, or like yeah? What if he goes like all the digital digital service providers, Hulu, Netflix. Uh, currently Amazon, you know, Prime and that kind of shit. Okay. Like, yo, yeah. What if I give you a, like, what if you give me two hundred fifty thousand for you know each, each a piece? Like it was like two hundred fifty thousand from Netflix, two hundred fifty thousand from Hulu, two hundred fifty thousand. Then it's not worth the squeeze. Like it, I'm, what I'm saying is that's like for him hey, personally. Yeah. That, like, my it's my main moral thing. It's like why don't they offer to? Pay I don't think home? they have to offer. They don't if have I bought to. it from the if I bought it from the owner. You're not the owner anymore, and that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, um, I think that like, like, like you remember the the Jay Z line in Lost Ones, where it's just like I heard motherfuckers saying they made hove, yeah. made hove say, okay, so make another hove, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, okay, well, Chappelle and Neil Brennan made the Chappelle Show, and if you like the Chappelle Show and Neil Brennan, if you like the Chappelle so, much, or if you feel like the Chappelle Show is worth so much, Dave, why don't you make another one? And he thought, he, and when you make another one, you can renegotiate based on who you are today. And you know, keep eating. He's mentioned that he mentions that in the show. He's like, yeah, maybe I should, like come out with another one, things like that. But yeah, I think he was just like, that's a better idea than he was mad. He said he mentioned that he was mad about the fact that if he decided to come back and do another like type of show like that, he couldn't call it Chappelle Show. No, you can't, or something like that. because you weren't thinking about it at the time. Mm-hmm. But like, say for instance, right? And I'm not trying to like shit on like the future, right? Say for <laughs> instance, you. And this show get to a point where somebody wants to buy your show and they're willing to give you $200,000 to buy your show or worse. Donald Glover wants to go ahead and make money on his name or make money on his intellectual property. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He said it. And if you didn't fucking copyright it in enough time, he can fucking have it. It's his. Yeah. Right. He said it. That's, that's his he said it. But if he if it's not about who said what it's about who owns what. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you fucking sell it or if you do anything else like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, then your ability to profit off the value of something is completely gone. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, you sell the show for $200,000. They give it a new host and they fucking remix it and do whatever. And, and they now, make Key and Peele. Whatever. They do whatever with it. And now they fucking have hella money for it they get they get like a hundred thousand but they bought excuse me they they, they get like three hundred thousand and they bought you for a hundred thousand right uh-huh your options are now what well i mean i can't use the well-spoken token no more so i have to because they own it so i have to rebrand i have to do something else but the content is still the fucking same so that's why i'm just like all right man like you can be mad about it or you could go make something else and you could deal with the fact that you can't call it that and just keep moving forward I guess I mean I kind of agree 
with his fight it mentality, right? It was just like, yo, it's like, yo, look, I'm just going to fucking tell you guys exactly about what the fuck was going on with these companies and people that I made these deals with and shit like that at the time. And he even acknowledges like, yo, most of the people that probably made these deals probably got fired, probably mm-hmm. are gone, got me too or some shit like that. And uh, they're, they're the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, these young people that are fucking dealing with this or don't necessarily know what the fuck I'm talking about. But he was like, if you look back and you look at what you made and you look at what you paid me, you'll see that there's a discrepancy. Where's the discrepancy? That's what I'm saying. I don't have the record. Because I don't feel like the discrepancy the discrepancy is not in value. Because Mm -hmm. the value that you brought to the table at the time was less than what you got in the end. So at the end of the day, you still profited. You just didn't get to profit as much as you wanted to. Or as much as you feel like you should have today. Which is totally different than what you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like the creative in me is like, oh, you know, if I make something, I should be able to keep it. Well, I mean, you shouldn't keep anything. Like you should, if you don't want to fucking lose it, don't sell it. If it's yours, then it's yours. And that's like, if that's fucking vintage t shirts, fucking guitars, anything else like that. If you want to one day profit off of it, don't give it to somebody else. No, let's just like let the thing accrue right. and devalue and, Value over time. Right. And, and then when you feel and like the nigga is the nigga is talented enough to do something else. He's got bags on top of bags. I don't think he's continued. I don't think he's ever yeah. stopped. As much like as that. I love the dude, I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna sit up here and jump on that train and be like, Oh, you know, give Dave Chappelle his shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even with Kanye and his master situation, I think that's different because like when you're a musical artist, you know what I'm saying, they buy your entire shit. Like your entire okay. catalog. And once you leave, that becomes like your new catalog becomes your shit. And it's harder to create. But hey, it is what it is. Nobody restricted your growth. So you feel like I think that you you put yourself in a position, right? Like if you're gonna sign a contract or if you're gonna do any type of contractual shit, you have mm-hmm. to look at contracts as if they're stepping stones. True. And like whatever the fuck I just signed should help me elevate to the next level. And whatever I get at that point, you know what I mean? Like, get, get a contract, sign it, deliver on my contract, and then use that one hour. Like, uh, and then use that to propel myself forward. And yeah. then somebody else can offer me another contract, whatever, 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 right? Which is, like, that's, I think that's the common thing, like, the, the mindset that's supposed to be surrounding, like, loans like in things to that degree. Sure, like, but what hey, most this is just a stepping stone. Operation school. and implication are two different things. Okay. So like just because of what was implied, like just because I didn't operate on what was implied, I don't know. I, I can't get mad because I didn't operate on what was implied. If I w- if I got a loan for like three thousand dollars to get a car and fucking start doing Uber, I'm not gonna get mad because I didn't deliver on it. Because I got the car and I didn't do Uber. I got the car and instead just used it to get to and from places. Yeah, but I like for me, like I feel like that Chappelle did deliver. He did deliver. I think like I, and like, you profited of the, of the time that like of the time. Oh, sorry, he definitely did. I, I'll say that he probably did profit from where he was at the point that he signed the deal, which I think is probably where they freeze you in time. Like as far as the you're deal not frozen. Goes. He's not frozen in time. No, not. I'm, I'm saying as far as the deal goes, I think that when it comes to your credibility and what you have and what what they're what they're willing to give you until you're renegotiated you're frozen in time because it's just like no wherever your clout is wherever your like influence is right 
when you start the deal is what they say it is like uh, for the duration of not true it's whatever you set for yourself so like if i fucking do my fucking contract with comedy central and i make this fantastic show i'm not pigeonholed at fifty thousand dollars you know what I'm saying? I'm not fifty thousand. I'm not pigeonholed at fifty million dollars. So you it's like do you sign? Comedy with, Central said I'm worth fifty million. Fifty million dollars for the first but season. If so you like can look at all season. the numbers that I got for them, if you can look uh-huh. at everything that I got for them, uh-huh. I got them motherfuckers six hundred million dollars. Okay. I did that. Me and Neil did that shit. Yeah. So, um, HBO. If I can make Comedy Central this much money on a public access network, how much money do you think I can make y'all? Okay, cool. Uh, twelve hundred million. I I got the experience from the situation. I got more knowledge from it. You know what I mean? Like I got way more out of it. I can bring this to you. All I'm asking for is a hundred mil. You know what I'm saying? You use things to propel you into things. I get it. Like leverage is kind of the way you have to go about shit. I'm I'm just saying that like when it comes to a uh, motherfucker like Chappelle who just kind of gets on stage and lets it out like as a standard. Yeah. Okay, should, that's your bag, right? Like, uh, but remember, Netflix also paid him two hundred and fifty million dollars. I don't know. Like, yeah, they paid him buku bread. I, I mean, like, it's from what he said, he's like, I didn't make a whole lot of money. He's like, I didn't make a whole lot of money on the show. That's and fucking so, like, Chappelle show, but they also paid you for three specials. Oh yeah, but that was a sixty million dollar deal. Whether or not, whatever, they paid you more money than you came. Yeah, in no, with no, the Netflix, show. he wasn't mad at Netflix. He I understand you're not mad at Netflix. Bad. You're mad at corporations. Yeah, he was just like, hey, look, this Viacom thing, like that I have going on, like where they own me, like essentially, as they don't I'm, own you. They own the show, name in the show, and shit like that. And the fact that, like, I didn't necessarily like the fact that you were playing it and mm-hmm. making money and all. I don't know, man. The, the the dude who got fucked the most. And this is the dude that I use to like, you know, make sure that I that I know my fucking value at all fucking times. His famous Amos, right? Okay. Older black dude creates these cookies and then famous Amos comes in here and they give him fucking money to buy it. And now famous Amos is owned by one company. And this nigga can no longer be famous Amos. The nigga's name is Amos. Right? Yeah. Nigga spends up all his money and now fucking famous Amos is cookie-less and fucking penniless. And now he's just trying to figure out a way to make money on his name again. Yeah. Or just make money in general. Well, I mean, nigga, well, if you knew you had something great, no disrespect, you know, like, if you would have known that you had something great, you would have never sold that bitch. Or you would have never gave it under, gave it away under those pretenses. Or better yet, you would have been a better steward of what they fucking gave you for your name. Yeah, but it's like mad easy to be like, yo, I'm gonna resist the temptation of this easy money, like when I'm in need immediately. No, no, because I know already, like, hey, and then that's why I'm just like, I'm not into giving up my sacred cow. I'm not okay. into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to buy something, I'm not going to give you the thing that I really, 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 really like and really, really, really want. You know what I'm saying? If I have a book idea, then somebody wants to buy it and possibly franchise it out. I'm not going to give you the one that's going to hurt me to lose. Let me give you something that's like light. Yeah. Especially if I'm like cultivating that talent. And that's why I'm just like, all right, nigga, if you're talented, you got to be prepared to work for somebody and give it up. And then once it's time for you to own something, then it's time for you to own something. And if you don't want to lose it, don't give it away. But like, do you think that that like is a bit archaic to have this like almost apprenticeship junior master type? Fuck shit? No. Like- to who? 
I'm just saying, I was like, why we had to have these senior, junior fucking Senior, ass, junior like, to who? Like These okay. are the people with the money. That's true. These are the people who are employing you. And I'm just like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, managing these types of situations are two totally different things. Okay. But, like, good managers are shaped and formed by their life experiences and shit, right? Managers? No. Good managers? Managers? No. You feel like... Managers? No. Are you feel like artists? Management is a skill. Okay. Management like is a skill. You can Management is something that you can eventually learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the fuck you learn to manage is just it's management you know what i'm saying like okay allocate resources to this allocate resources to that i have x amount of this to do this blah 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 that's why most of the managers that you've had at your jobs have been fucking assholes because you wanted them to be people but they're really just fucking managers yeah you know what i mean and that's their fucking job they manage your time they manage your pay and they manage your fucking just like skills skill set you know what i'm saying or the employment of your skill set and if you have any expectation of your manager outside of that, you're fucking wilding. That's not your fucking leader. That's your manager. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So it's like, why are you putting this person yeah. in this like emotional space in your right. heart? Like in thought. Why are you giving him so much fucking clout if he's just a fucking manager? You know what I mean? Like you can right. managers come a dime a dozen. That's why they just pick some rando and make them the fucking manager. <laughs> you know what I mean? But to be the visionary behind something is something that you cultivate. That's what you get. That's what you keep. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, like fucking, if I was a nigga that made Hank the cow dog, right? And I sold Hank the cow dog, I better have a fucking, like, critter the goddamn whatever in my back <laughs> pocket, too. Because I need to be able to create multiple of these. I had to be able to sustain. I had to eat. My right. And not even just eat. Just like, you know, I need to be able to succeed. And like, I shouldn't be upset when something that I own or I created gets fucking lost. That's how venture capitalists fucking work. That's how business niggas work. They get a business, they create the business, and they sell the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I, like, even Gary Vee, the niggas that, the nigga that all these niggas worship and shit, fucking creates businesses and sells the fucking business. Yeah. Why are your emotions tied up in this shit? Like, like, hey, look, the more ideas you have, because you're going to continue to have ideas, you know, like, don't get so attached to these motherfuckers. You want to let them go initially to make money. For me, I guess I was just never, like, in that thought process. I was very, like, emotionally connected to all this shit. Like, like I love, like, this podcast, right, was an opportunity for me. It's like, yo, you know, I can, you know, if I looked at it from a business perspective, I was like, yo, I can try to leverage my personality. I could try to, you know, give opportunities, like I said earlier, to, you know, live and learn from the people and, and, and the thought processes that I've had over the course of my life. But at the same time, I was like, also, oh, I want to get paid. Like, I was like, I also want to try to, like, start monetizing and making that kind of money and shit like that. When I was like, damn, does that like compromise me? Because now I'm trying to like. It depends on how you want to make the money. Yeah, right. And because like at the end of the day, you have to know what the fuck you're selling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Am I selling the property? Am I selling the idea? Am I selling the space? Am I selling the time? What am I selling? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what am I giving? What am I getting? And like, what kind of shit is that? It's like, I would. I mean, you get money. I would tell That's people. Not... I would tell people. I was like, oh, I'd never take a deal. Yeah, you never said that. You said that you would take a deal like a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's what I was about to, that, that's what I was about to get to. It was like, hey, I, I wish that I could tell people that I wouldn't. 
but I definitely fucking would. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it, I just I don't know. I, like once again, like when you take these deals and you don't think about like how far you can drive the vehicle yourself. That's why it's just like build it as much as you can personally, and then make a deal based on what you can do. Like you should have an end goal for every fucking thing that you decide to sell and do, because once you sell it, it's not yours. So with uh, Dave Chappelle, it's just like maybe the mistake was in fact trusting or putting his livelihood into that situation without securing himself without protecting himself sure if you want to make it like a black and white thing where somebody has to make a mistake yeah I think the mistake is just like deciding that you want to take aim at a corporation because corporations don't care about you Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't care about you you know I would say that that's a mistake. Yeah, but I, I would say that I think that he's doing really well in the execution of that Extremely. by telling people to say, yeah, I mean, by, by telling people. I mean, he's like, going to get paid regardless. Hey, like, even, even then, you got to corporate. He's like, boycott me. He's like, yo, you can watch Netflix all you want to. You can do whatever you want Yeah, just to. not my show. He's like, just like, don't watch my show. It's like, not these like, shows. Till, till I get paid or something like that, so just, just do me a favor. You like me, don't watch it. Yeah, I can't do that to you, bro. That, that's I love what, you, bro, yeah. but I, I get it. Anyways. We just been an hour and some change on this whole fucking situation here. Now, like, okay, I get it. That yeah, we did spend an hour talking about this Dave Chappelle thing. But as a person that wants to build on his own intellectual property, as a person that wants to grow something from the ground up, right? And that, like, yeah, sure, like in the beginning it could be a little rough. And that later on, it could be something I want to kind of watch this negotiation, like watch the way that this shit goes and, and and apply that to my own journey as I kind of progress through this podcast shit. And yeah, sure. Like I get your point like that, like when you sign a deal or when you, when you sign over your intellectual property, when you sign over your ideas, they're gone. Like as soon as they're owned by someone else, like you don't get a chance to like profit off the like uh, productivity of it. Like the, the changes that you make in your life, the, the grows, the, the growth and evolution that you have that shit doesn't just like uh it's not something that like when you sign that deal that placeholder isn't said like oh well in future potential you know like you're gonna make more money because you did really well on that thing which i feel like we were told for a very young age it was like you know the harder you work and the better you do like the more reward you're going to get for that but that's not always true when it comes to these contracts and things like that i think that at that point it's just like a loan it's or it's just like you know an advance it's like if if at the point that you walk into my door at the point that you walk in and you ask for that money that is the person or that is the i like that that is the time frame that you're kind of like stuck in or not stuck in but that that is where you have to live in right Right. Until you raise your credit or until you, you know, show yourself to be more than that. And and then you can renegotiate. You can leverage your time and your power, which I think that was your main point yeah, beforehand, bro. Basically. Was that you need to leverage, you know, the, the shit that you get into, leverage your power or, or your creativity uh, against, you know, the things that you originally signed up for. You know, it's like, yo smash all expectations every time right and that will consistently push you up and over i kind of like uh, side on the the gray side of that it was like yo you know sometimes that shit is hard it's difficult every now and then you know 
something comes up and you've got to take the BS money or something like that. And and, and no, you never have to take the BS money and no, you never have to take the suffering route of just like, I'm just going to like rest on my laurels and integrity and continue to push on and that kind of shit through all of this adversity because I want to build something great for myself and that's going to require suffering. And that makes sense. I mean, like I, I get that sometimes you can't get, to greatness without uh, an incredible toil or an incredible you know strife for suffering it's why you know a lot of motherfuckers who are famous who are great creatives have such tragic stories and tragic pasts or, or tragic futures um <clears throat> Uh, but it, it sometimes it'd be the simplest motherfucker or the simplest person uh, that ends up coming out on top because all they wanted was a comfortable life and all they did was cultivate the shit that they had around them and built like you know their own cottage, their own house up. And once that they had an abundance of shit from all that hard work and toiling that they did, they were able to reach out and give and reach out and and, and profit from their excess, right? Uh, so like, I, I guess like I'm trying to, I guess the way I would say it is like, you know, you can't profit in a situation of like, uh, distress, you know, you have to, you have to be able to give in excess. You have to have excess to give. That was the kind of the big situation there. Like, so I, I, I really just wanted to give it an opportunity to talk about the Dave Chappelle situation because like, there's a big kind of toss up on each side because you know yeah sure he has a point that that's his intellectual property and times have changed and that he should get paid or, or that he feels like he should get paid for the shit that he's done um but then there's also the flip side it was like well yeah he did sign that contract and he did say that you know this shit <clears throat> was uh no longer necessarily his but he had creative control while he was helming the thing and when he left you know he walked away from that money and some people now I mean now a lot of people view it as a thing of respect and some people respect him for what he did and, but at the time you know people made him look crazy so people are going to make you you know people are going to try to make you look crazy people are going to try to make you out to be like the problem of the situation when you choose to stand on your own laurels when you choose to like bet on yourself uh people are going to try to make you the problem um but sometimes you have to just remember that like if you have faith in yourself if you push yourself that you can get to the back that you can make things happen just like Dave Chappelle did with his 50 million dollars 60 million dollar deal so she's a 60 million dollar deal with Netflix that gave him enough clout to say you know I don't like the fact that you know y'all are streaming this and I'm not making any money and they pulled it down that that was really just my big point there yeah yeah I completely <clears throat> I completely get it and I mean I'm just gonna accept that like we we somewhat disagree on a lot of this situation um i think more importantly I, I, if there's one thing i want people to walk away from in this situation is that um you can't always blame the bigger person you can't always blame the bigger mm-hmm. entity for what's happening gotcha you. like fighting a midget yeah i mean what <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know what i'm saying is if you beat up a a, a dwarf right like uh-huh. you can't like <laughs> People are never gonna look at you and be like, "Wow, that was a really good job." I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I personally feel like a lot of people are gonna side with Chappelle on the situation just because he's Chappelle. But yeah. I also think that there's a lot of uh, bodies, uh, other bodies that are also not. Yeah, you you brought up profiting. Neil, you brought up Neil Brennan and things like that, and, and probably Donnell. I do need, yeah, 
I don't know. Like they 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 have They're still be, cool, but yeah. I think you can be cool with somebody who isn't necessarily helping you. Yeah, I'd have to look in more. Like I think that, I know that they're on tours together and Neil like even in that one podcast Neil talked about how like uh him and Dave like just started like started talking like 3 years after the Chappelle show wrapped. Yeah. And that's a long time. That's a good chunk of time. That's 2006 like so yeah. y'all just straight up didn't talk when in reality like beforehand y'all were talking all the time. I'm yeah, just like, right how much did either. Neil lose because of this? Dave decided to because leave. you wanted to you wanted to be what artist kind of relationships. Guy. Did yeah. like Neil actually end up losing because Dave left? Not even just relationships, but like opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody associates the Dave Chappelle, like the Chappelle Show, with Dave. Yeah, it's and his last name. Like, I understand that this has your name on it. I understand that you're the host. I understand that you are the thing that we primarily associate this with. But there are other people. But there are so many other people attached to this that made this what it was. So when you say, like, I don't want this on TV anymore, Mm. like, how are you going to do this to them? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to do this to your niggas or people who used to be your niggas? Because you don't like how the situation played out. Okay. Like, just because you're not getting paid off of it doesn't mean Neil's not getting exposure off of it. Okay, gotcha. And just because you're not getting paid off of it doesn't mean Donnell isn't getting his face seen by other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's on your show. Yeah, he's on your show. So, like, I don't know. It's like, if you sat out to kind of do the thing that, like, a lot of people say they are when they when they get famous is like put people on you know support the neighborhood the family and shit like that when you have somebody so close and you know you don't necessarily have a record or, or anything to that degree of like how you could help them in later on in life with your success or things like that like maybe just maybe they're not really like somebody that really important to you you know yeah. you're not making that concession that time fair <clears throat> Sure. But now nah, you are right. Like we have uh, this, this is kind of like the beat the dead horse episode. Yeah, where was, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like where we have gotten really deep into like the Dave Chappelle stuff and Thanksgiving. Uh, but you know, I, I thought maybe it was a good time to like give a shot at a more concise. Like here's a couple of like topics uh, instead of like my usual rambly ass self. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you guys really liked it, you know, you know, let us know if if you thought like, yo, I, I missed the rambleness, man. Bring back the bring back the low ADD uh, attention span ass nigga. You know, bring him bring him back. You know, let me know. Hit us up on the uh, in the comments. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at the the Well Spoken Token. You can check us out on Instagram at the Well Spoken Token Official. Uh, that page there. You can check us out there, uh, as well as uh, emailing us at the Well Spoken token at gmail.com uh, with any questions concerns issues suggestions just general love yeah we always appreciate that we definitely want to let people know that we love you this thanksgiving season uh you, you have a wonderful time we're not going to get into that bullshit about what thanksgiving's all about and all that stuff we beat it to death but thank you guys so much